Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sports Podcast. This is Tony Rice and I am very excited to be joined today by Tom Horry, a degree apprentice who has been instrumental in working alongside Heart Sports Partnership, uh, working towards their strategic plan for the uh, 2021 through 25. And next week, the week commencing March the 1st, there are opportunities for you all involved in sports uh, or just eager to learn about this strategy to hear about the plans, the projects across five topic web, uh, webinars. And to explain a little bit more, it's a delight to welcome Tom Horry. Tom, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Tony. I'm all good, thanks. Hey, that's marvellous to hear. Fantastic. Well, look, we've spoken lots to uh, the great people there at Heart Sports Partnership. And one of the key things that's uh, vital, I think, maybe more so than ever, is to be strategic and to ensure that uh, we're working cohesively, uh, honing in on partnership connections. And I know next week, there's a fascinating week of webinars to explain a strategy running 2021 through 2025. Uh, just give us the overview, please. Yeah, so we've been working, we've been developing our new strategy over the last few weeks as an organisation. And we want to take this opportunity really to present what we feel is the, uh, going to be strategic direction going forward. And we want to speak to all the stakeholders, so the people of Hertfordshire, anyone in the sports sector or anyone who has an interest in sport or physical activity to come along and give us our views to see if what we're proposing is befitting of the wider sector. Um, so we've we've gone through the process. Uh, we've we've had some sessions within our team. Um, we've spoken to our board. We've reflected on the last four years of our previous strategy, and also looking at the Sport England uniting the movement, their new strategy, um, and just kind of picked out the five key themes which we feel are going to direct our work for the next four years. Um, and as you've mentioned, we're hosting webinars throughout next week and, and the week after um, covering these themes. So I could, so for the first webinar is on Monday, yep. Monday the 1st of March, uh, 6 p.m. is Core Market. Just run us through that because ultimately uh, this is vital, isn't it? This is kind of foundational. It's understanding where you are, who you are, working in partnership with obviously schools, community sports, clubs, coaches, volunteers. And so just, I guess, the aims or intentions for this first one, 6 through 7.30 on Monday the 1st of March. So yeah, when we were just when we were developing our strategy, it was our director and the board. They they said core markets has got to be at the forefront of that. We've got to make sure that community sport can thrive because without that, none of our work is is going to be able to deliver the outcomes we want to do. Um, and I feel like this would potentially be one of the workshops that a lot of your listeners might be interested in attending because it really is about that community sport. So it's how what we can do to support the schools, the clubs, and also the volunteers, and also the workforce in terms of what, what is needed. And it's really to give people the opportunity to, to guide what support we may be able to offer as the partnership um, and how we, how we go forward with this. Fantastic. And that's uh, this coming Monday, 6 through 7, focusing in 
on the core uh, market. Five key areas, though, whilst that's foundational, uh, the amazing things that sport can do to empower, to unite, and also create positive social change is at the forefront that the HSP stand for and look to implement and achieve. Tell me about the project and the webinar, which is focused in specifically to that sport for social change. Is that also on on Monday? That's Monday the 8th, so that's the week after, yes. So Sport for Social Change has been an area of our work that we've really accelerated over the last couple of years, I'd say, um, with some of our projects looking at um, tackling kind of gang, gang culture around using sport to combat that. Um, so, yeah, so that, that webinar is 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Monday the 8th. Um, and as I say, it's kind of... When we talk about sport for social change, we're talking about how we can use sport to tackle social issues and the lasting impact that that can have. Absolutely vital because it does ch uh, forge life-changing lifestyle attitudes, doesn't it? The power of sport. But focusing then, though, next week, this coming week, Wednesday the 3rd of March, uh, 10 a.m. through midday, the one, of course, which is, uh, I guess, unplanned for. It was largely unplanned for us all, hasn't it? It's thrown a bit of a monkey in the uh, wrench. But uh, it's all focused in on COVID recovery. That's going to be absolutely vital for all aspects of society. Of course, sport proving a crucial element as we look to work beyond and adapt to, quote unquote, the new norm. Tell us what we can expect from Wednesday, March the 3rd, 10 through midday. So, yeah, as you say, we, we wasn't anticipating this, but I think it's over the next four years, it's going to be a significant area of our work and something we really need to consider um, in terms of the lasting impact of COVID and how we can make sure that the sport and physical activity sector in Hertfordshire can recover in that, from that in the short term and also longer term over the next four years. Um, and again, it's a good chance for anyone, any community sports or anyone involved in sport or physical activity to help shape what that would mean for them. So what is going to be the challenges what do they feel the challenges are going to be or what challenges they already experiencing mm -hmm. at the minute and to really come and let us know about that and because I feel like it's going to be a big issue for a lot of people and helping direct that would be great. It kind of maps into everything doesn't it because it has had such a massive impact uh, I've been very impressed talking to lots of different people from all walks of sporting life of the adaptability and how people have embraced technologies uh, and pivoted and kind of kept things moving in such challenging times. But I think one of the key things underlying that tying into the sport for social change. An awful lot of those adaptations assume a level of technological interaction, don't they? But of course, if you are from a uh, slightly more deprived area, of which there are many uh, within Hertfordshire, then obviously it may well be that you haven't been able to participate. So you could well be feeling a sense of disengagement from your sport, which maybe previously applied and gave you that sense of uh, hope, for want of a better phrase. I guess, again, that's going to be a key element of that particular uh, Wednesday discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as you mentioned, this kind of the widening inequalities as a result of COVID and what we can do to tackle that. Because as you say, those, those that are without are struggling even more. They haven't been able to access the technology. So 
those inequalities have been um, widened. So part of the COVID recovery will be addressing that as well. So any any people that have views on that or organisations that work in that field, then absolutely, I feel like that would be a great session for them to attend on Wednesday. What I think is really key about all of these five areas, Tom, is that obviously an awful lot of thought process and evaluation has gone into identifying them, working with where you were at, the progress made, already some fantastic programs that we've been uh, privileged to help promote over the years. Uh, but really looking now to continue that with a feedback loop involving everybody within the sporting community or indeed just hearts generally with an, an interest in the power of sport. So I think these are going to be absolutely stimulating. Underlying that, I'm excited for the one on uh, this coming Friday, uh, which is about physical activity for well-being. Because obviously there's that aspect of physical well-being, isn't there, which is a standard and a, and a given, whether that's cricket, rugby, or just uh, going for a walk, however you enjoy it. But there are so many other beautiful sporting empowerments, aren't there, to do with a sense of community, a togetherness, uh, and a feeling of well-being. Talk to me about what we can anticipate on Friday, the uh, 5th of March, 2 to 3, uh, 3.30, physical activity for well-being. Yeah, so kind of our health work has been a big focus for us. It was in our last strategy, so it's something we've been working on for the last four years and something we want to continue to build on. Um, and as we have mentioned in earlier, um, this ties into COVID as well. Again, people have not been able to be as active. Certain people have had that limited limited um, capacity to be out and do physical activity um, or, or take part in sport, of course, that's been limited with the restrictions we've had. So how we can build on this, how we can use sport and physical activity to tackle the negative uh, effects of that so we're already looking at some of the projects we could be involved in in terms of um, aging better um, for people that have had the a year of deconditioning due to covid uh, so and older adults and then the, the real need to tackle that over the next year and that's going to be a key focus for us as an organization um, and we want to speak to again it's kind of those health partners or those involved with the health um, but as you say, it's not just health, it's well-being, it's mental health is a big focus because we know that's, again, been a big issue over the last, the last year. And um, we know sport and physical activity can have a positive impact on that. And we just really want to use that to tackle all aspects of health and well-being. I absolutely think this is a fascinating project that you're working on. And I really think that's another key one. Again, open to all, uh, but particularly if you're involved in sports, if you're a coach, if you're a volunteer, uh, if you're a player, or if you've just got a passing interest in the power of sports, that physical activity for well-being this coming Friday, the 5th of March, webinar 2 to 3.30. Again, I'm very impressed with the thought processes that you guys have put into these five identifiable areas because again you can you can feel and you can see how they all tie together 
And with that in mind, uh, we've already alluded to Sport for Social Change uh, coming up next Monday, the 8th, 10 a.m. to 11.30. Another one uh, which kind of is at the core of everything that HSP stands for and that we bang the drums for, a drum for, for at Verum Sport, which is Stronger Communities. That's Wednesday, the 10th of March. Wednesday, the 10th of March, a week on Wednesday, 2 p.m. through 3.30. Tom, just explain a little bit more about what we can look forward to on that webinar. Yeah, so Stronger Communities, with, with our work at the minute, we have a programme called Active Local, and I think we really wanted to re reflect this in our strategy in terms of our place-based working. So we're within Hertfordshire, we have 10 areas that we're targeting. Um, so that's our current approach to stronger communities, really pooling resources to the most deprived areas around Hertfordshire and trying to build those communities up and using sport and physical activity to do that. Um, but having it as a strategic objective is something we wanted to do because we want to build the communities throughout Hertfordshire. So we're starting with our active local areas and starting to improve those communities and connecting the communities. And then we want to take this forward over the next four years to help build Hertfordshire as a whole, the whole community and what we mean by that. Um, Sport England, one of their strategies was connecting communities. And there's a big focus on that, I feel, in the sector at the minute. And we wanted to reflect that in our strategy. Um, and the, I think attending the session on Wednesday the 10th, we kind of outline our approach to this and give people the chance to feed into that, what, what that can mean to them. If they're not from one of the 10 active local communities, mm -hmm. what else is needed to help build the communities? Once again, building on strong foundations, joining the dots, working in partnerships and collaboration, and operating with a voice to you to contribute to these five key areas. Um, quick points, Tom, which I'd be fascinated with. What I've expressed and I'm uh, really impressed with once again is the thought process and the connectivity uh, that's gone into identifying this focus strategy um, to be outlaid over the next week or so. But whilst, of course, this will be implemented, rolled out and delivered in a sustainable fashion across Hertfordshire, as you've mentioned a few times, it forms a bigger part, a smaller part of a bigger picture, doesn't it? Which, of course, is the UK and um, sport for England, sport for all. Just explain to me a little bit about how important those partnerships are working here in a sustainable, focused fashion, but tying it into the bigger picture sports wise. Yeah, so Sport England have just launched their strategy recently and we, our role as an active partnership, the Heart Sports Partnership, is to deliver their strategy at a, at a localised level. So everything we do is going to be tied into that and they direct our work in, in that respect. Um, so the five topic areas that they've outlined, similar to ours, um, obviously we have our own priorities from, from our localised work. But their five areas are to recover and reinvent, which is around the COVID recovery and how we can use this to shape the sports and physical activity sector moving forward. Connecting communities, as we've just spoken about, is, is important because um, we, we've talked about strengthening communities that fits into our, our um, strategy as well. Positive experiences for children and young people. 
So that's the only audience that they've actually outlined is children and young people, because they've said, again, as an impact of COVID, which feels like we're always coming back to at the minute, but um, they've, they've had limited experiences to be doing that and they've, they've lost out on a year, but also they want to really ensure that the young people are getting the positive experiences from sport and physical activity because we know this can have such a significant impact. Although that isn't directly one of our strategic objectives, a lot of our work will still tie into children and young people. Our work is covering a range of um, ages. So I feel like a lot of our projects are already children and young people focused. But moving forward, I feel like what we're doing is going to offer for something for everyone. Um, they've also, another one is connecting health and well-being. As we've said, it ties in directly to our strategy because we've got a health and well-being outcome. And their final one is active environments, which is around making everywhere accessible to do sport and physical activity, tying into that, um, which again, we want to do through our, through our community work, linking the sector and trying to build those uh, active environments where people can feel comfortable to do sport and physical activity. Absolutely fantastic. Um, again, five major key areas and you can have a feedback loop into how that applies to your particular uh, world. So get involved with this. It starts on Monday, the 1st of March. It's running for uh, basically just over a week or two, uh, but there's so much information and you're going to have a vital role in helping the HSPC, uh, HSP achieve uh, these vital areas and working collaboratively towards big, important goals. Uh, Tom, where can we go for more information to get involved with these important webinars? Yep, so if you go to our website, sportinghearts.org, um, you can also follow us on Twitter, uh, sportinghearts, uh, and you can get more information. Or people, if they were interested in finding out more about a particular webinar or they wanted to sign up, they could contact me via email, which is t.hori at hearts.ac.uk. That's Hori, H-O-R-E-Y. Fantastic. Tom, remind us once again of the best ways for us to uh, learn more, get more information, and more crucially, then engage across the uh, upcoming formula, uh, formulate, uh, formulated strategic plans uh, starting on Monday and running through to uh, the um, 8th of, or the 10th of March. Again, reminders of the websites. Uh, so it's sportinghearts.org. And uh, on Twitter, we are Sporting Hearts and also search for the Heart Sports Partnership on Facebook. And you can find out more information there and book onto each of the webinars or all of the webinars if you feel so inclined, because we really want to hear your views to help shape our work over the next four years. Perfect. Tom, it's been great to talk with you. I salute all the work that you guys have put into getting this so focused and I'm sure it's going to be a real fascinating and important uh, feedback loop through these uh, webinars. And I simply know you guys are going to be uh, very diligent in taking that feedback and applying it to the foundations that are so strong. Is there anything else that you would like to add in closing at all? Uh, j just want to say to everyone in the sport and physical activity sector to continue doing what we're doing 
Um, hopefully we'll be able to get back to doing our sports that we love to do soon. Um, and we want to be there to support you when, when that happens. So th that's really the message I would give. Perfect. Look, Tom, it's been a privilege to enjoy your company. Uh, I would like, again, in closing, from Verulam Sports, to wish you and the whole team at the HSB, uh, HSP all the best for this awesome uh, webinar projects. And then I'll look forward to learning more and helping you promote them as and when they develop. Uh, real pleasure to talk with you. Thanks once again. Great. Thank you, Tony.